The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Ladies and gentlemen, troops and shaggers, we're back again for another Snapdragon duplex. Randy Phil here, and I'm just going to throw it straight over to Mikey to get us kicked off because we've got a lot to get through this week. Fighter Fest Night 1. Hello, Shaggers. Hello, Marks. Here we are, fucking episode 30. Who would have fucking thunk it? Well, here we are. Fighter Fest 2021, Night 1. Right, spoiler alert, I fucking love this show. Right, Same. so, let's crack on. Man, let's fucking get into this. Opening match, IWGP US Championship. That beautiful belt, by the way, is fucking... St the New Japan... Yeah. I think they do better belt. Well, I was gonna say they do better belts than everyone, but they're their new heavyweight titles. Fucking gash! It looks like the fucking diva butterfly belt. Wow, the old one was so nice. <laughs> AW's probably got the nicest heavyweight belt in the world right now. Yeah. The nicest secondary belt is the IWGP US belt, followed by the North American title in NXT because that is stunning. Yeah. Already on a tangent, off to a good start. Let's fucking crack on. So, John Moxley versus Carl Anderson. The match that Andy was buzzing for, mm. I've been buzzing for. Anyway, Wild Thing hits. This has grown on me, man, big time. The crowd are going fucking nuts, singing along. It's, it's great. It's fucking great. Carl Anderson comes out and his theme fucking sucks. So it's like, it was <laughs> chalk and cheese there, man. Before the bell, Eddie Kingston decks Doc Gallows with a pipe. Laying pipe on him. Good crack. This match, yeah, man. There was a lot of back and forth. It was pretty good. Um, there was points, but John Moxley's going to club Carl Anderson over the ropes. And Carl Anderson jumps, like, way too early, which made me laugh. John Moxley. But, right, so what do you make of John Moxley's new slap head look? Shite. I know he was kind of going with, like, a short back and sides before, really. But he's yeah. proper gone slap head now. Shite. And I think it's aged him. I think he looks a lot older. Anyway, they were up in the top rope and John Moxley had that back rake on him. It's so cunty, but it, mm -hmm. it just works for him. Moxley gets his nose burst. I actually missed when that happened. Did you see when it happened? No. Carl Anderson hits Moxley with a really Japanese-looking tombstone, as in fast, scary-looking, mm -hmm. almost looks like a shoot kind of New Japan-style shit. You know, strong style. He hits a spin out to stun and gets a two and a half count it was dead close you get JR saying as close as 19 is to 20 we've been through this before mate two <laughs> is as close to three as 19 is to 20 so shut the fuck up Moxley hits a paradigm shift and wins uh, I thought it was a great match actually I really enjoyed it I thought the paradigm shift at the end was a bit more of a suplex Carl Anderson kind of uh, put too much weight when he jumped up and he kind of flipped over a wee bit yeah. but still that title belt was glorious Straight off the back of this Lance Archer promo, he wants a rematch for the belt because, uh, if you didn't know, Moxley won the US title off of Lance Archer and he's won a Texas death match. And that should be a fucking banger, man. Spoiler alert, Moxley accepts, uh, basically says he's going to kill him. So, fucking two monsters, two fucking psychos going one-on-one. -on -one. Can he wait? Yes. Go on, Randy, give us your thoughts on all of this shit. All of this such good shit. Holy oh, Yeah, fucking... I built this match up too much in my head. I didn't enjoy 
the fucking match itself that much. I don't know. See, I'm a big fucking advocate for both of these guys. John Moxley's haircut is shite. We're getting that out of the way. His haircut is absolutely shite. His long hair, like for way back in the day, that was shite. See the short back and sides that he had? That looked fucking right good for him. Now he's shaved it and he looks he looks older than Eddie Kingston, which is weird. Like, he probably is, to be fair, but nah, it looks fucking so old now. It's weird in this match. Neither guy's done anything fucking rather spectacular in my eyes or whatever. Another thing, I thought fucking AEW was right good with this how you protect your wrestlers carry on and carry championships and they were good for a while and they were like oh the champions come out last that's the thing the challengers out first the champions out second or last or whatever and they fucked it here because Moxley came out first got the big pop and then the challenger comes out and you're kind of flat with that wee shite entrance they just fucking ah whatever ah whatever the match nothing fucking really stood out for me for this match it was weird the end was a wee bit funny John Moxley didn't quite catch Carl Anderson the way that he wanted to and I was just fucking let down with it and I'm going to stop fucking fighting for Carl Anderson now. I thought this guy was meant to be fucking right good. See when I heard he'd signed for uh, WWE, I read up on him. They're like, oh, this guy was like shit hot. Uh, he's in the Bullet Club and he's in the tag team but he's such a better singles wrestler. But I've not seen him in a singles match in a long time. I think it's just used to this tag shit. Maybe I've just fucking... Give him one chance with Frankie Kazarian and let's see a good match there and then I'll be happy again. And even if he gets one good match, I'll be fucking chuffed. Aye, right. Lance Archer fucking challenging. They shouldn't have put that on AEW because if if you only watch AEW in year, seeing that Lance Archer is challenging for this belt, Lance Archer's no fucking won anything this year, has he? Lance Archer's not been fucking booked well at all in AEW for the past few feuds. He doesn't fucking... You shouldn't be giving him this title shot. He, the last one he fucking lost to Miro. And was it him that was fighting with Sting and Darby to start with? No, it wasn't, was it? No, it was Team Taz. Right, so... But Lance Archer's just fucking not done anything on AEW to earn this title shot. They should have done the promo like on Instagram or Twitter or something away for this and then you could be like, right, maybe it's New Japan related. Either way, it's going to be a fucking good match. Is Lance Archer going to win? No chance. Right, that's all I've got for that. What's next, mate? So we get a promo pack, well, you know, a moment with Andrade El Idolo. Uh, he comes back, it's a backstage interview, and he says, I have a question for you. And it turns out that the question is, where the fuck is Death Triangle? So that's who he's going into a feud with. All of Death Triangle. Man, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. That's a great place to start. We're going to get banger after banger after banger. And pff, are you excited? Because holy fuck am I excited. Yes. Yeah. Andrade against Death Triangle. I don't know what match I'll be most buzzing for, but right now I think... The Penta. I think his Penta match will be the best one if he is getting all three of them. Go fucking get us on Twitter and ask. Let, let us know who you are most buzzing to see Andrade go up against. Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, Penta or Pac. All fucking three great matches. Right, so next up is Ricky Starks. Absolute shagger taking on Brian Cage. Who you got, Mikey? Yeah, so this was a great match. Uh... Ricky was targeting Brian Cage's arm, which I thought was quite smart. But then it turns out that it doesn't fucking matter because he's curling him with one arm. <laughs> um, 
which is followed by Ricky Starks throwing him into a fucking really sloppy crucifix bomb. Um, Cage hitting him with an F5, no joy. Then Hobbs hits Cage with the FAW belt. Ricky Starks hits a spear and a win. And the crowd pop really loud, which I'm quite surprised about. But it's pretty cool. I guess, I mean, it's a swerve. So that's probably where the pop comes from. A slow match to begin with. Started getting really good towards the end. And then the finish was fucking great. Yeah. Ah, good match. I enjoyed the match. It's, I'm enjoying that uh, they've gave the belt to Ricky Starks now, so what does that mean for Brian Cage? What's he going to do? Who's, is he fucking done with Team Taz now? Or is he just going to fall in line? I absolutely doubt it. Brian Cage getting the baby face push. Just expect to see him fighting a heel Lance Archer for the next year, maybe. Nah, it'll be cool. Let's uh, let's see where we go for the boys. I wonder if we get an update on Night 2 of Fighter Fest. Right, so after this match, we get a wee flashback from last week on the debut of Malachi Black returning. Well, not returning. Malachi Black debuting when he kicked Arn Anderson, a 62-year-old man, in the face. Then he kicked Cody Rhodes, who is significantly less than 62 years old, but he also got kicked in the face. Cody Rhodes comes out straight after this wee video package and he grabs the headset off of Tony Schiavone or Excalibur or one of the guys and he sticks it on and he says, Malachi Black, Tommy End, you are what fucking AEW wants, you're the right size, you're the right stature, fucking good weight, you've got legitimate kickboxing experience, you could be a real fucking top guy here. We understand that you've got a chip on your shoulder, but what you did not do is you did not kick a 62-year-old man in the face. That is not cool. That's not how things are done in AEW. I think it is how things are done in AEW, is it? It always seems like an old boy's getting hurt. Dean Malenko got it fucking last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Don't fucking Cody Rhodes sit there and tell me that this isn't what you do in AEW. This is exactly what you do in AEW. Right, I'm not even getting further into this. He goes to the ring, he calls out Malachi Black. And Malachi appears on the big screen. He tells him this story about how fucking this farmer put down his old horse because his old horse was fucking past it or whatever. And that's what Malachi Black was saying to Cody, his arms past it. I was putting him down for you. I think this is going to be like AEW foreshadowing Cody and Arn. Cody will get more like TNT title shots or something and Arn will be there in his corner and his fucking playbook that he's always got just won't be cutting it. He'll get him some losses and Cody will get frustrated and then Cody will turn on Arn Anderson or maybe he'll fucking batter, uh, what's the boy's name, Brock Anderson. He'll batter that cunt and that's how Cody might turn. I don't know, I've been calling that for fucking ages. Cody turning on Arn or Arn turning on Cody but... They teased that on his cage match with Wardlow, didn't they? About Arn Anderson smashing that cage door into his face like he did to Dusty's. Dusty's. Got it. But yes, I think Cody is going to turn on Arn shortly. What are we on now? We're in July. By October, by Halloween, Cody will turn on Arn. But Malachi Black fucking does his wee promo, says to Cody fucking... Whatever, Cody calls him out and Malachi Black says, oh, I was hoping you would say that and I don't know, is he a teleport? Is, is he a teleporter? I don't care if he is, it's cool. Some cunt needs to do it. It's it's good how uh, the lights go out and they come on and somebody's in the ring. It's a big pop. The crowd fucking love it. So there you go. Cody, Malachi, in the ring. They have the shittiest wee scrap ever. 
they get pulled apart and they're just at either corners and then fucking Tony Schiavone or JR says, oh, we'll get them separated during the commercial break. You come back for break and it's, it doesn't even give you a recap of how they got out of the ring. They just fucking referees and Jerry Lynn separated them and apparently that was cool after a shite wee scrap. Anyway, what happens next, Michael? Let us know, mate. Aye, so Cody was calling out Malachi Black and Cody essentially saying, come and fucking say it to my face. Lights go out and he pops up like The Undertaker, the wee creepy cunt, and we get a wee stramash between them. And I actually, I, do you know what? I fucking love this. And you're right, what you said last week about Cody giving himself all the big fucking spots and all the big fucking storylines. But <sighs> this one might work oh, it's as long good. as Malachi Black goes over. Then we cut to a segment backstage. You've got Tully Blanchard walking about and uh, posters and packaging themselves show up to threaten a pensioner with a fucking fake crowbar. <laughs> and I guess that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Fucking threatening Tully. Whatever. The slow build of Adam Page taking the loss to Chris Jericho for the first fucking title match in AW. And they've been building this as something that's fucking played in his mind and something that's put him down in the fucking dumps and ruined his fucking career. And this build's been fucking great. 10 on 10. One of the best slow burn storylines I can remember. Do you know what? Maybe since Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30? Yeah. But this one's actually on purpose. So I guess, I mean, it's it's great. From a writing standpoint, it's fucking awesome. Gives you so much faith in AW, really. Yeah, man. Fuck him. Matt Jackson laying it all out, saying that, you know, Hangman Page has left his arsehole pals for gimps. But, the I mean, the thing is, the gimps love him. And he actually loves the gimps. <laughs> um, he's going on about how he's hit the bottle to cope with the loss. But fucking hell, man. Here he is. Dark Order come out to fend off against the Elite. Page ain't leaving without a fucking title match. So we're getting Starfish Island Club versus the Dark Order in a Survivor Series match. And if the Dark Order win, then not only does Adam Page get a title shot, but the Dark Order get a tag team shot. And if they lose, they have to fuck off and both lose their fucking title shots altogether. So Adam Page is out of the title picture. So... There's two ways this is going to go, and I'm, I'm, we'll probably talk a bit more at the predictions. In my mind, I feel like Johnny Hungy is going to win it for them. He'll be the sole survivor. There's going to be shenanigans and spray and all the rest of it, and Johnny Hungy will push through and he'll fucking win it for them all. Yeah. And that'll be amazing, right? And then Adam Page gets the whole thing of, like, I've actually got real mates who, you know, actually love me and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Or, and I think you're probably going to go with this line of thinking, the Dark Order lose... And Adam Page gets pushed back down the card a wee bit so they can drag it out some more. Now, I don't know how you come back from that, though. But there you go. What do you make of it? I guess we'll come to that later at the predictions, actually. We'll, we'll, we could save that to the predictions. Right, we'll come back. We'll come back to how I think the match is going to go, but I'm buzzing for this. I really like the promo. It was fucking good. Well, I guess if you're doing a 5-1-5, you'll have Hangman and four of the Dark Order. But which four do you choose? Because... Any one of these guys can fucking give you a good match, I would think. And you're spoiled for choice. It's just who's going to get the biggest pops for Dark Order. Because Evil Uno's done the mic stuff with Kenny Omega. You want to see him fucking get destroyed by Kenny or pin him to win the match. That'd be brilliant. Johnny Hungry pops the boys. Preston Vance. He's just... 
I don't know, he's a crowd pleaser because he's always hanging about with negative one, which is a little bit weird, to be honest, but whatever. Stuart Grayson, he's just fucking shit hot, isn't he? We're coming back to it, but good promo. I like the 5-1-5, and I like the stipulation. And you just wonder, what, uh, could the good brothers fucking cost the match because they neither win or lose from the stipulation? They don't get a fuck. They're fucking impact anyway. Why are these cunts still here? Next up, we've got Matt Hardy versus Christian. I'll let Mikey run through your bit, and uh, if there's anything you've no got, I'll fucking cover. Yeah, so um, we've got a match that, despite Randy's belief, we have seen loads of times, numerous times in WWE. But it was more back, like, attitude era kind of time. Mm. Uh, apparently, according to the commentators, Matt Hardy has won every single singles match he's had against Christian Cage. Which I struggle to believe, to be honest. But he, but there you go. Yeah. I really enjoyed the elevated DDT that Hardy did onto Christian, like on the from steps. the ropes to the fucking steel steps. Yeah. So that was cool. And I, the whole time I just couldn't believe I was watching two Attitude Era dudes fucking going at it in twenty twenty one and actually putting on a fucking good performance. Yeah. So Christian hitting a spear, I thought it was a bit weird. Um, I don't know if that was like if, if he did that much in TNA or if, I can't I can't remember him doing it in fucking WWE to be honest. But here here we are, and Christian wins with a kill switch. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It's like good rating, but not great. Yeah. Um, afterwards you've got the baddies running in and they get chased away by the Jurassic Express so I guess Christian's kind of in the Jurassic Express now fucking Luchasaurus puts him up on his big <laughs> fucking Triassic shoulders and uh, when I was looking at it I was like you know what he kind of fits in it's kind of cool Yeah, it, it works it kind of works yeah I fucking really like this match I thought they'd done a a good fucking show cool how they just start with a collar elbow tie up and they like fall through the ropes and they keep tying up on the outside, they've not broke the hold or anything. You're just like, wow, what's, what's going on here? Nah, it was fucking... Matt Hardy did dominate a lot of the match by the looks of things. That DDT onto the stairs looked brutal. I mean, I can't remember why Christian was out for so long. Was it concussion-related? Or was it other injury-related? See, when you see these two, you think, like, Christian has been officially retired, I think, for whatever injuries... Matt Hardy has been threatening retirement for years because he's fucked himself with all the leg drops and fusion, fusing his tailbone to his spine or whatever, something like that. And yet, they're putting on a fucking really good match with some big spots on the outside and stuff, and good match, loved it. Christian outworking more boys, he's outworked Matt Hardy. He must be high in the rankings now, isn't he? And if he's still working up the rankings, it just makes me wonder, they can't be slapping the belt on page anytime soon. Christian versus Hangman Page, would you want that? Surely Christian's building up to fight Omega, and that's where this is going. So maybe the Elite or something do win next week, and Hangman's out. We'll see. So we've got Miro saying that he is the monster he's always been, essentially. Big, long spiel. It's a good promo, man. It's all about how he used to be a badass, and then he got kind of ground down and forgot who he, who he was, and now he's back, and he's fucking remembering, and he's going to kick ass, and he pulls out this fucking... New TNT title, white strap, green fucking accents on the fucking faceplate, mate. Green and white, you'll yes. be buzzing. But <laughs> honestly, mate, I, 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 I think you'll be buzzing with this whole thing. I think you'll be buzzing with this whole thing because I was pretty buzzing. I thought the belt looked fucking awesome. 
I quite like this idea that they're all putting their own special spin on the belt. It's better than a fucking nameplate. Yeah. What do you make of that? Changing the design of the belt every time you win. Yeah, I think that's a fucking good shout so that they can make the belt their own sort of thing. So it's the TV belt and that could change like any time they fucking move to a new network or whatever. But nah, I love the white strap, the green background with the champion. It does just look fucking really nice. I'm not sure what his new gimmick is, but he pretty much says that even though he beats you down, he doesn't hold a grudge, he forgives you. I don't know, it's fucking cool. I'm all for this. And surely Kip's coming to feud with him, eh? Needs to be. After Matt Hardy and Christian, we had a, a promo, in-ring promo, Tommy Tony Schiavone with Britt Baker, DMD. And this is bigging up her fight next week for the AEW Women's Championship. She's defending against Nyla Rose. She's pretty much saying, I've been through all this shit. I've been through tables. I've been through ladders. I've been through chairs. The splinters come out. The stitches heal. And the blood stops flowing at some point. So she's ready for Nyla Rose and says that Nyla Rose is at the top of the food chain. But Britt Baker is off the menu. That's how fucking high up she is. It's a, it is a class promo. And even then, I still don't know who the fucking face and who the heel is in this, but the crowd are right behind Britt Baker, but Britt just, it sounds heelish, a promo work, but it's still so good, I fucking, I'm enjoying it. Even the Nyla Rose bit after it, Britt Baker done her fucking bit in the ring, and then Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero are backstage staring at the screen, like normal people staring at the screen. Then they turn around and look at the camera and cut their bit of the promo. And Nyla Rose comes out with a fucking class line. She says, Britt Baker, you've been handed everything all throughout your life. And this week I'm going to hand you an ass whipping. Brilliant line. Loved it. Buzzing for this match next week. Mikey was watching this and he sent us a text through saying, could you just imagine a Becky Lynch and Britt Baker feud by the way that they cut promos? Like, just cutting promos on each other would be class and it fucking would be. But I miss Becky Lynch. We've not seen her in well over a year now because she's went and had the win, the baby with Seth Rollins, and um, I think they got married as well very recently. But she's been posting updates on Instagram and she's like been hitting the gym. She's in phenomenal shape. She's ready to come back. Having these two work a feud would be brilliant, and it's a shame because they're on fucking different companies. This could be like whenever you would want The Rock versus DDP, and you couldn't get it. And even when fucking WWE bought over WCW, The Rock was already on his way out. They never got DDP for fucking that carry-on. They just... This is why I like having options again, because WWE, they will just, like, threaten to leave. Like, nah, fuck you, I'm away. AEW, they let me do my own stories and shit. But Becky Lynch has been given a lot of fucking trust for cutting her promos and that, I think, backstage. She's been let loose a few times and done really good. Like, this is... They just need to let cunts work between... WWE just need to, like, say, at WrestleMania, they'll bring in one big fucking talent and it could be Britt Baker. It will never happen. I don't think MD really cares about staying with WWE anymore. If they want out, they will get out. And with more people showing how happy they are, going online saying how happy they are at AEW, I think that'll convince others to leave. But uh, Britt Baker and Becky Lynch, feud-wise, would be fucking... Amazing. I don't even know if you could compare it to anybody, but like Sasha Banks and Bailey, they had a good feud together, but you'd seen that many times when they were coming up together. 
Whereas Britt Baker and Becky Lynch are like at their peaks the now, I'd think. So they've never feuded together for what I know. It would be class. After this, John Moxley is accepting Lance Archer's challenge next week for IWGP US title in a Texas death match. So yeah, I'll be buzzing for that match. I think Moxley's still going to win, but being hardcore Texas death, it'll be a fucking great good match. What's next, Mikey? Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Utah, who is pals with the best friends. And that, you know what, man? It's like I don't actually have much written down for this. Uh, I thought Utah came out and looked a bit of a star. I think he's probably one to watch. But they're pushing Sammy, and they should be pushing Sammy because fuck me, Sammy's great, and yeah. he's proven himself. He's a fucking workhorse, and he's getting safer. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm 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 happy he won. I really liked his double springboard cutter that he did at the end. So like the end sequence for fucking phenomenal. Double springboard cutter. Utah bounces back to his feet and he's staggering about and he scoops him up for a go to hell or GTH, sorry, um, for the win. And a massive pop, the crowd loving it. Sammy's a fucking star. I think Wheeler Utah put him over very well and looked quite strong off the back of it. So, yeah, good match. Yeah, I can't disagree with much of that. It was fucking. It was a fun match. It was a lot of flipping and stuff. I didn't see like many high impact moves, but um, this is fucking Sammy recovering for that absolute brutal match two weeks ago against MGF, where they fucking pulled out a lot of stops. Who was he fighting? Utah? Someone Utah? I think this guy was a New Japan guy, and he's been brought over just a part of this uh, working contract thing. I'm not sure if like AEW can use their title for matches in. In exchange, they can get the New Japan talent exposed to American audience audiences or something. But this match was through together last minute anyway. I think it was like the night before Dynamite was put the match on or announced the match anyway. Sammy Guevara wins, keeps his momentum going against inner circle and pinnacle stuff happening. We'll just see if that ties in with anything next week in Jericho's first of the fucking pains of Jericho or whatever it's called. So, your boy. QT Marshall is here with our boy, the Sasquatch, Nick Camarato. So, long and short of this is that QT Marshall pours protein shake, not over the fucking whipping boy, Alex Marvez. He pours it over Tony the fucking Shagger. <laughs> what a cunt. Yeah. Opinions, still a fan. Oh, of course. Because he's hurt my feelings. <laughs> Ah, he's still a fan. It's cheap. Pete will get a shite tag match with QT Marshall and Tony Schiavone. Next match on the card: Penelope Ford versus who the fuck is Yuka Sakazaki? <laughs> and then they remind us that Sakazaki actually did fucking wrestle with AW before, and I was like, uh, I was kind of like, oh yeah, and I was like, oh no, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Sakazaki gets a massive pop when she comes out and just getting chance of Yuka, Yuka, Yuka. Not to be confused with um the kind of chance you'd get in Scotland, which would be like you can't, you. Can't. <laughs> oh, that was poor even for me. Yeah. Um, I really liked her ring gear. It's kind of like Aladdin. You know what I mean? She had like the fucking MC Hammer pants on. And so yeah, it was cool, man. I like that. And the announcers casually drop the fact that Penelope Ford is eight to one in twenty twenty one, and sixteen to one in her last seventeen matches. 
and she isn't number one contender because they need Nyla Rose to put Britt Baker over more. Who knows, mate? Who knows? I haven't actually checked the rankings, so I haven't I haven't done the maths on this. <laughs> but fuck me, if you've if you've won sixteen out of your last seventeen matches, you'd be expecting a title shot, right? Yuka did a fucking aeroplane spin release, and Penelope's foot like scalped scalped in the back of the head, and I burst out laughing, and was like, "You sh- you you should have sold it. It would have been so funny if you sold it. Like <laughs> like oh no, I fucked it." But anyway. Uh, Yuka wins with her big swash thing I can't remember what it's called and do you know what man I fucking enjoyed this match Penelope Ford is one of these people that are like you don't really consider her as one of these people that is really good within the women's division but see every time I watch one of her matches I'm fucking very entertained and she's very good so an underrated do you know what she's one of my girls she's one of my girls right that's it underrated star <laughs> that's what I say what do you make of this yeah, I liked it. Decent match. Didn't go anywhere near what I was expecting. Why is Penelope Ford not number one contender? I have no idea. AEW are starting to give less of a fuck about their rankings than WWE. But um, championship eliminator matches, cures all of that. If they're getting Yuka Zakazaki the wins, maybe she'll be near next in line. If not the next number one contender, the one after. Not the feud after Nyla Rose, but the next one maybe. I think she'll be challenging Britt Baker for the belt. So now we've got the main event of the evening. We've got Darby Allen versus Ethan Page in a coffin match. Not a casket match. <laughs> and I think you're actually right, mate. Caskets are plush. Because what they rolled out was the most <laughs> jakey piece of shit coffin I've ever seen in my life. And I know they've got fucking, like, Darby Allen's writing on it. And it's supposed to be, like, really Darby-esque. But I'm like, mate, that is fucking... You you made that earlier. It's like a fucking. It's not even good enough to be art attack, mate. It's fucking shit. <laughs> At least caskets like your rotten style. Do you know what I mean? This coffin's a fucking manky old box. The pall bearers that were bringing it down, they were fucking mismatched, weren't they? Oh, aye. You got like a mad wee fucking Slayer fan, fucking emo kid on the right, and then you've got <laughs> a black Adonis on the left who was like double the height of him. So the fucking coffin's all <laughs> completely out of whack. Oh, man, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, when Darby comes out, man, he gets a fucking... You couldn't say there was anything short of an ovation, right? The the pop he got was fucking gigantic. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, He comes out, he fucking comes out swinging. Ethan Page's already entered, by the way. He hasn't got the job as entrance. He's just fucking... You know what I mean? He's he's already entered. And Darby comes straight into him and fucking smacks him. There's no fucking um, posing, none of that shit. And then he takes his jacket off and he's got a steel plate on his back. And he looks like he's in the fucking Mad Max in that Thunderdome, not the fucking <laughs> WWE Thunderdome. Um, oh, fucking on a tangent, right? So you know how Randy was on the Thunderdome, dear listeners? I, too, was on the Thunderdome, but it was too... Smackdowns ago, three Smackdowns ago, I think it was, right? And I put it on and I fell asleep and I woke up and I was about 45 minutes into it. So for for, the first 45 minutes of that Smackdown, I'll get the date. July 2nd. I am on there in the Thunderdome asleep. So if you can find me, because I've been struggling to find it, if you can find me asleep in the Thunderdome, then we'll send you a fucking t shirt. Um, But yeah, 
Darby looks like he's from the fucking Mad Max Thunderdome. I fucking loved it. Darby opens up the coffin quite early on to find Scorpio Sky. And uh, I liked it, man. It made me pop. It's silly bollocks. Yeah. And then Darby's stepdad, Sting, comes out to even the odds. Sting's battering Scorpio through the crowd. Does a stinger splash, right? At the same time, Ethan Page is undoing the ring post. Like, he's undoing the bottom ring. You know, the fucking big... The big bolt that holds it in. Yeah. And they cut to him undoing the rope at the exact moment that <laughs> Sting was supposed to be landing his stinger splash. So we find out that Sting missed his stinger splash. It was the worst fucking cut that I've seen in a long time. But anyway, we get literal garbage wrestling. Sting smacking Scorpio with a bin as if it was a baseball bat. Yeah, Ethan Page and fucking Darby end up fighting out into the crowd. Darby leaps off the stands. um, And he was caught so safely by Ethan Page. I loved it. The bottom rope is now off, by the way. The steps are in the ring. The fucking coffin's open. It's fucking carnage. I loved Darby Allen diving off the top rope. Ethan Page shoulder barging him in midair down and he just slammed on the ground it was just a really really good way of showing the fucking weight difference between the dudes just showing like Darby's gonna have to fucking really pull out of the bag to beat this dude because this dude is fucking way bigger than him do you know what I mean and I, I, I like that I don't it's like when you watch a Rey Mysterio match and he's fighting a heavyweight you don't want to be like of like Rey, Rey Mysterio's punches are as strong because obviously they're not do you know what I mean mm. I like it, it's good. I like a wee bit of logic. Not too much, just a wee... A wee, a wee, a wee, wee salt bay dribble of fucking <laughs> logic in my wrestling. Ethan Page does his spot, it's fucking manky. He uses the ring hook to rip Darby's chain off his neck, like, yanks it back, rips it off of him, that's nasty, man. Fucking nay nice. And then Darby uses the ring hook to fish hook Ethan Page. <laughs> Which was disgusting, silly bollocks, but I really liked it. So anyway, Ethan's on the ground and kind of gets up onto like all fours and Darby does a drop kick, round drop kick on the steel steps in the middle of the ring into Ethan to slam him into the coffin. But he starts taking his time. You know like how wrestlers can't like, they can't climb a ladder at normal speed. He's doing this with the coffin lid. He's too fucked to close the lid. And Ethan pulls him in and they have a back and forth punching spot inside the coffin. Uh, Ethan Page wins. And he fucking, like, shoot punches Darby in the face. He actually smacks him in the <laughs> face, like, three times. Uh, I thought that was pretty gross, actually. But um, you you just know Darby was one who was saying to him, like, yeah, at this point, actually punch me. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Darby bites Paige's hand, and Paige has bladed at this point. I don't know when he bladed, but I've just noticed that he's starting to bleed. Unless it was legit, who knows. It did look a bit high up, actually, to be a blade, so maybe it was legit. Anyway, we get a flip-over stunner. Uh, Darby special, I love that move. And Ethan lands back, lying on the steps. Darby goes up to the top rope. You're like, oh, God, he's going to cough and drop under the steps. He's going to roll out of the way and he's going to slam onto it. But no, it was way worse than that. Ethan runs, <laughs> gets him up in an eagle's edge, and slams him under the steps. That was mental. It was fucking brutal, man. I loved it. And then you're getting the this is awesome chance. Oh, man, it's fucking great. Anyway, they're dragging Darby over to get him in the coffin. Darby starts gouging eyes, biting eyes, just anything he can do to save himself from getting in the coffin. So he jumps up on the top rope, jumps off the top rope with a skateboard, does a skateboard drop onto Ethan Page's back, drops him in the coffin, and closes the lid. There you fucking go. You called it, mate. 
fucking great match. Silly bollocks. Darby Hardy showcase. And you know what? I'm actually sold on Ethan Page, man. I'm fucking sold on him. He's great. The crowd are going fucking bananas. Man, this match fucking rocked. I really enjoyed it. Um, After the match, Darby... <laughs> fucking hell. I actually didn't see this coming, right? And I feel <laughs> dumb. Because I should have seen it coming. But here we are. Darby does a coffin drop. From the top rope. Through the fucking coffin that Ethan Page is in. And that must have been fucking agony. Yeah. God, I felt so bad for Ethan Page. <laughs> that was nasty, nasty, nasty. But man, I love the spot. It looks so good. <laughs> Overall, man, this fucking show, Fight of House Night 1, was fucking great. I loved it, right? I fucking loved it. It was so much fun. What about you, mate? What'd you make of the coffin match? Something I've missed? Tell me your overall thoughts on the show. Nah, absolute phenomenal calls on the coffin match. I can't believe you didn't notice Jesus Christ in the fucking in with the fans. Whenever Sting in fucking Scorpio Sky head out that way, you might see him. But whenever Ethan Page and Darby head out the same direction as Sting in Scorpio Sky, is when you see Jesus properly chanting on Darby Allen, trying to get him to rise back up. There was some brutal looking spots in the match with that turnbuckle hook. It just looked nasty. And um, I was trying to see where Ethan Page blades, I think. You only really notice it whenever Darby and Ethan Page are in the coffin together slapping each other about. But I think whenever Darby was getting Ethan Page into the coffin, he dropped kicked the set of stairs like off him. And I think that maybe caught him. So he either got caught off the stairs or it's whenever him and Darby were having a wee bitch fight in the coffin. He's uh, been burst there. I think it was a legit bursting by the looks of things. Nasty stuff. A bit of, bit of red makes the match come a long way. But yeah, this is another main event match on a Wednesday night where AEW have like, given it to the young guys to show what they can do. They gave it to MGF and Sammy two or three weeks ago now. This week, Darby Allen and Ethan Page have got it. Darby's had a few main events. I'm not sure if Ethan Page has. But again, another fucking great match to end the show. Good show overall. A bit disappointed with John Moxley and Carl Anderson. Really enjoyed the storytelling for the Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. I want to know what's happening next with them. Cool way Cody and Malachi Black. That's just getting pushed along nicely. So maybe Fighter Fest Night 2 will get an update on a match being scheduled for them. We're gonna announce our 5v5 the Elite versus Adam Page and Four of the Dark Order. Matt Hardy, Christian Cage, absolute banging match. Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Utah. Solid match, good match. It was just uh, giving Sammy a bit more momentum. Yuka Zakazaki versus Penelope Ford. I think they must be pushing Sakazaki for a title match. And ending up with Ethan Page versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen's won. Is this the end of the feud? I don't think so. I think they'll push this out for a wee bit more. But where is Sting going after? Nah, where is Darby going after this? Sting can go with him. Where are the two of them going? Where's Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky going? They were doing fucking right good in the tag team rankings. Did they go back to that? We'll see. A point about the fucking entrance for the Darby Allen, Ethan Page and the guys bringing the coffin out. 
You think they would have made them the same size, especially when Scorpio Sky's already in the fucking thing. He'll be fucking about with the weight distribution. I thought the guys were making a big song and dance about bringing out an empty coffin. That's my fault for being a fucking idiot and thinking it was empty, fair enough. But they should have planned that better. So, Fighter Fest night two predictions. It's got a lot to live up to, man. It's got mm. a lot to live up to, but there's some matches on this card I think will fucking meet the hype. So, first off, we'll go with Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. I said it last week. Say it again this week. It's Britt Baker. It has to be. Yeah. There's no fucking way they'll take the strap off, which is the hottest thing they've got right now. So, Britt Baker. Yeah. I need to know who's face and heel on this, though. Once they're done, I think they've got to go back to Britt being full heel. And maybe that'll be Yuka Zakazaki. Or how far up is Jade Cargill? Either way, and Nyla Rose is going to do right fine after it, but I think uh, Britt Baker will win next week. Chris Jericho, his first labour out of the five labours of Jericho. By the way, I fucking love that gimmick. The Hercules gimmick. Quality. So, Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears, and Sean Spears is allowed a chair. I don't know how, but Chris Jericho's going to win. I feel like there's going to be a lot of creativity in this, right? There's going to be some really creative fun way for them to get him over yeah. but there's going to be a lot of shithousery and I don't know how but Chris Jericho just has to win he can't lose the first labour of Jericho man you know what I mean he might lose the last one but I think he's going to win the first couple what do you think? yeah it's a shame I think Jericho's got to win this one but um, Sean Spears has just had a shite hand since he's got here isn't he? he's not really won anything he gets put with the pinnacle and you think right cool He's going to, he'll turn around and he's got this chairman gimmick with him and it's cool and all, but he's just fucking taking a lot of losses, is he? I feel like he is. And I think Jericho's got to beat him next week and it'll be the case of um, Sammy Guevara getting involved like Sean Spears got involved in Sammy's match against MJF and Sammy will be like, well, I have a but you're on about Jericho beat you fair and square. I wasn't there. There was no chair. So yeah, Jericho to win first of his five labors of Jericho. And I also fucking love this gimmick. It's cool. We have John Moxley versus Lance Archer. IWGP US title. <sighs> this is it, man. It's my wild card pick of the night. <laughs> now, I know I said before that I think Moxley's going to drop it to a New Japan full-time kind of guy. But... But the fact that they've kind of thrown this... I don't want to, Yeah, well, it feels last minute. The fact that they've kind of thrown this last minute, to me, he's defending it twice. Two two weeks in a row. Yeah. This is the swerve match. And I think they've been kind of building up. They need Lance Archer to be fucking a force again. So I think Lance Archer's going to win this. What do you think? Yeah, I've been taking John Moxley for this one. I just... Because I've been seeing fucking Lance Archer in AEW, he just doesn't look as though he's fucking winning any belts from there. Even though this is New Japan, but he's just fucking taking a lot of losses. You think this might be the one that could turn them around that will give John Moxley a break, but I don't think he's taking a break now. I think this is him, and I think he's going to retain next week in the Texas death match. That's a nice touch. I forgot to mention, during the Carol Anderson and John Moxley, they were playing by New Japan rules. It's a 20 count on the outside. I think that's the only fucking difference. I'm not too sure. If they were doing that, what they should do is bring in a New Japan referee 
and I know that's actually counterproductive because you're like swapping more people in and out and isolation times for all of that stuff for travel restrictions and stuff but I think it's a nice touch to have the referee of the promotion refereeing the match for a title. I think AEW had their own referee for a TNA title match whenever Kenny Omega was fighting Moose. Was it Moose? Can't mind. But they had their own referee in, but even then that wasn't an AEW title. And I know they're all in the fucking US anyway, but get a New Japan referee in to referee these title matches. It's a nice touch. Orange Cassidy versus The Blade. It's Orange Cassidy. Fucking duh. <laughs> now that I've said duh, it's going to be The Blade, isn't it? Right, I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Orange Cassidy. I can't see it going any other way unless there's shithousery involved. Orange Cassidy. I 100% think shithousery will be involved because we've seen the blade the blade is fucking good right i really like the blade i know i was saying i don't get what the gimmick is and i still don't and that pisses me off but in ring he looks absolutely phenomenal in shape and his work is fucking so good and i want to see him in a decent match but i don't want to see him in the match with orange cassidy see where everybody like plays to the orange cassidy style where he does like the lazy work stuff even though it's not lazy it's really fucking hard to pull off but a lot of his matches look the same because it's him doing his style I want to see the Blade in a match with like Pac or Andrade or Matt Seidel so that he can like work really good and not have to play to the Orange Cassidy style but he's been doing good see the mixed tag match they had really enjoyed it but I just want to see more of the Blade but not in a fucking Orange Cassidy match and I love Orange Cassidy, and I hope that he does win, because I love that tune. But I'm going to take the blade, because we've not seen the Butcher in a few weeks, and I think he'll show up to remind everybody he's still about. Then we'll have the Butcher and the Blade versus Orange Cassidy, and our best friend. The Dark Order versus the Elite in a Survivor Series. Now, I've already kind of given away what I think, so I think Dark Order, and I think Johnny Hungy will be the sole survivor. I think that they're going to fuck over Adam Page quite fast, and it's going to be all reliant on the Dark Order. I think Adam Page is going to go out first. Nice. And I think that it's going to be reliant on the rest of the boys, and I can't see, like, Evil Uno and Five and Stu Grayson, like, sticking about for too much longer. I think Johnny Hungy is going to basically have to put all of them out, and he will. What are your thoughts? I really like your thought process there of getting Adam Page out early, and Johnny Hungy being the sole survivor. And we were talking about this, I was texting Mikey saying, what is your thoughts on this 5v5? Who would you have in, of, from the Dark Order? And we were saying, like, you could pick quite a few guys. There's not going to be a miss with any of them. There's one guy that I would say you can't put in without having another guy. I don't think you could have Alex Reynolds in without having John Silver. And then I think you could have John Silver without Alex Reynolds. It's just the way my fucking thought process is. Deal with it. I'll go one up on you and think the elite lock Adam Page in a fucking bar or something stupid like that. They either lock him somewhere with a bottle of alcohol, lock him in the bar, and then you need to get five members of the Dark Order taking the responsibility on, or Adam Page can't show up in all the Dark Order. Five from the Dark Order need to take on five for the elite. And then Adam Page comes down at the end and fucking blind shots Kenny and Evil Uno gets the win. But Failing that, if you've got Adam Page and you've got four guys from the Dark Order, 
send us a message, let us know who would your four picks be from the Dark Order. I'll go first, I'll take Evil Uno, because he's had the fucking most mic time with Kenny Omega, so it makes sense to put them in there and either have Evil Uno beat Kenny, or just have Kenny go in there and like, destroy Evil Uno, just like humiliate him, and then that'll get the crowd on Dark Order's side. So you got Adam Page, Evil Uno, John Silver, because they've been pushing him, saying that like, he's fit enough, so they will put him in the tag match, because... He's fit enough and it's not going to be demanding to work a one-on-one match. He can go in and do light work on a 5v5 and get put out fairly fairly early or take a bump and go off to the side for a bit. Colt Cabana, because Colt Cabana doesn't get a lot of TV time in the ring and any time he does get a match, he's a crowd popper and he pops the boys. So get Colt Cabana in there for four because he's Mikey's boy as well. I'll give Mikey's boy some time. I think they will put Alex Reynolds in there for John Silver for the tag but I would like Stu Grayson because his in-ring stuff has just been fucking really good he does some mental spots that I love Spot Monkey for Mikey but I don't think this match is happening next week I could be wrong but I don't think it's Fighter Fest Night 2 when we get to it I don't think the Dark Order will win because I don't think Kenny will beat Hangman Page and I think Christian is getting pushed to fight Kenny. Maybe not take a belt, but just the way that everything else is getting booked, I don't think the Dark Order will win. I don't think Adam Page will be that bothered about it either. Or he goes in a complete downward spiral and goes full-scale heel, and that would be cool. Well, that's me for another week. I've kind of done a fucking Randy here. Usually he says, oh, I was trying to keep it short and sweet, but it ended up longer <laughs> than I thought, and that's what I've done here. But it was such a good show. Um, I just couldn't... I just couldn't not ramble. I just fucking loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I can't wait for night two. AEW have been on fire recently, man. They just have been, and it's great. Especially, I mean, WWE even pish. So it's been, it's been really fun. Been really, really fun. Thanks so much for putting it together, Randy. Thanks for all you gorgeous listeners out there. Remember to fucking give us a follow, a like, a subscribe. You know what I mean? That means a lot to us. And um, thanks for listening. And love you all, Mikey Mac. Oot. Mikey Macut, thank you Mikey and that's me done for this week as well um, go check out our link tree Snack Dragon Duplex go get us on Twitter at Dragon Duplex get us on Instagram at Snapdragon Duplex go listen to us on Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify get us on YouTube, CastBox don't bother going getting me on Twitch I'm away to work for two weeks when I come back I'm wanting a new season of Fall Guys and we're going to just grind it. Or we'll get back on Cyberpunk. But for the next few weeks, you might be live with Mikey. And I'll be sending you my predictions as long as I don't fuck it all up again. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again next time. Randy Phil, out. <laughs>